relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. Welcome, dear friends, to America First One-on-One, where we get to talk to the true experts, the real newsmakers. And it's a double pleasure when we do that with somebody that I've been associated with for a long time. I uh, doff my cap to Alex Schaffowin from the Atlas Foundation, who introduced me to this uh, young gentleman, a former Marine, correct? That's right. And he's in studio to dissect for us a very important part of the world. Joseph Humire, welcome to America First One-on-One. Well, first of all, uh, Sebastian, it's great to see you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to everybody in the audience. And yeah, we have known each other for a long time. And I got to do tell to Alex Sheffield. Alex Sheffield is like knows everybody. In the conservative, the global, not the national, the national and global conservative movement, Alex Schaffwin. If you don't know him, you're not important, right? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. pretty much. And also the nice thing about Alex is that he has nurtured young professionals in the movement for decades. He has. And he kind of gave us, he kind of gave me an opportunity to come into this movement because I come from the Marine Corps, then went to college, kind of stumbled into George Mason University economics program, didn't understand how powerful that program really is, pure free market professors. And this is what I got Alex. He asked me uh, in the interview to go work at Atlas. He said, who's your favorite professor? And I said, Professor Walter Williams. And he hired me on the spot. (laughs) Right 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 answer. I'm curious, is is, uh, Mason still a good place? As far as uh, economics, yes. Right. but It hasn't been infected by the, the crazies. The economics program, it does have a little bit, sometimes a little bit too much of that libertarian strain in terms of the anarcho-capitalism, yeah. but they're overall pretty good. Libertarianism, it's an ideology for children. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Okay, so you're the executive director of the Center for a, a Secure Free Society. You're going to educate me and more than three and a half million listeners, listeners today on... What's important about the region south of the border, our hemisphere, which we kind of don't pay enough attention to when wars erupt in Europe or when we see the Middle East, you know, everybody has their opinion about how to deal with it. But as a formerly wise individual, who I will not name, who became one of the original um, never-Trumper lunatics, which is really sad because he was a great military intelligence officer Mm -hmm. and a great author, he said in an article, maybe before Trump, so maybe six, seven, eight years ago, he yeah. said, Mexico is much more important than Afghanistan. Yeah. If Mexico collapses, for example, if we have tens of millions of people coming into our border as a result of some insurgency or a collapse, that's much more important than something that's happening eight, 9,000 miles away. Now, uh, those people are coming because the, <laughs> the dinner bell has been rung by this administration, but you're going to help us navigate everything south of the border. Um, but first, got to start with the breaking news. I think we've got this tweet up. It was the Christmas tweet from the new president of Argentina, uh-huh. Javier Millet. <laughs> <laughs> it's him with his iconic hairdo holding a very large, it's not even a baseball bat, I think it's like a police baton yeah, or a baton, prison yeah. guard's baton. And um, in Spanish, he says, and it's translated by Google, happy holidays and be careful not to become a communist. Um, a lot of people like to make fun of this guy. He is a trained economist for yes. decades teaching uh, economics. As another wise person said, he saw an interview with this guy mm. from about 10 years ago 
being hosted by another economist. And that was, this guy knows his stuff. Yeah. So the Vienna School, the Chicago mm -hmm. School, free markets. Give us your take as the expert on the region. How significant is that election? No, this is everything. I mean, you've got to remember, this is not Honduras. This is not uh, Paraguay. Not to, you know, poo-poo on Honduras or Paraguay. This is Argentina. It's a strategic... It's a strategic partner. It was once probably the most richest country in all of the Western Hemisphere, <laughs> even more than the United States, go back 100 years yeah. ago. And 100 years ago, this, this was like a, 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 an El Dorado. This was the oasis of what people thought would be the second Europe. Yeah. If Europe were to collapse, we're, we're pretty much where it's going right now. And they had two infections. The first infection was an infection called Peronism, which was basically crony capitalism. Evita. Evita, Peron, yeah. Juan Peron. And basically, they introduced social welfare into the country at levels that uh, pretty much have killed the ability to have any kind of private capital uh, accumulation. But, but also, we've got to note, and Evita feeds, feeds into this, it's this kind of cult of personality. The Peronism is a kind of cult of personality yeah, as well. It, it was kind of like, in a sense, like a caudillo, but without being a military officer at the time, yeah. most of the caudillos were there. But it was, it was a, a larger-than-life personality. It was a husband and a wife. They kind of promising created, the world to everyone and, and, and saying that you know uh, the government's here to solve your problems. Yeah, you know, and and that kind of mantra stuck with Argentina forever. Several debt defaults later, several. Uh, but isn't that one of the biggest diseases in the region? Yeah, I mean, public this, the, spending. Right. Well, no, no, the, the uncle state, the the yeah. nanny state. When Argentina, t like before, well, today and before Malay, forty uh, percent of the population lives on some form of government program. 40%. 25% is employed by the public center. You can't, you can't have a free economy. No, you don't. Everyone's basically sucked into the system. And, and you're always going to be buying votes. Yeah, yeah it, and so that's the, that's the key, because once you get to that level of public spending and of basically crowding out of the private sector... Is that state capture? I'm not an economist. Is that what they call state capture? I think it's, it, it could be state capture once the criminal aspects start to come in, which they are have coming in. But I think more than state capture, what it is is pretty much you have basically crowded out the entire private sector. Yeah. The private sector is now a rent-seeking uh, uh, enterprise that basically just looks for favors from the government. And it chooses the winners and losers, not the market, not the consumer. Yeah, who, who am I closer to? Who am I related to? Who am I sleeping Who's going to give me a kickback? Who's going to give me a kickback? Who's going to give me a donation? Who's going to basically look the other way when I do an infidelity? That's become the way of governing inside Argentina. That gives the birth to Malay. And I should point the second infection. Yeah, so we've got Peronism, big state. Yep. So they get to 2000, they have a major economic crisis, right? One of the biggest in Latin America at the time. And then they have another infection, which is called Kirchnerismo, which is basically... Oh, Kirchner, okay, the former head of Kirchner, state. Right. It started with her husband, Nestor Kirchner, who had governed the country for seven years, passed away. Then his wife became the president for 12 years. Which is just a straight out of Peron. The, the wife takes over from the dead husband. They, they, they were the other way around. Right? They were part of the young Peronist movement. They come up, they basically learn the cult of personality from the Peronists, and they impl uh, apply that to a modern fixture, but they become best friends with some important figures like Hugo Chavez from Venezuela, Fidel Castro from Cuba. So they bring that network into Argentina, and then they take what was uh, an addiction to public spending. They take that addiction, and they, put, and they add the other element of money laundering, and they basically become major crooks. Uh, Christina Kirchner, who is the you know, 12 years president, who uh, current, was before Malay inaugurated was the vice president of the country, she's indicted and convicted on more than a billion dollars' work of embezzling and laundering money of public state funds through public work projects. The only reason she's not in jail 
is because she was the vice president. We'll see what happens now that she's no longer the vice president. But I, I saw on the day of the inauguration, she gave a, a, a middle finger to the press as she right. was like, you know, a very stately gesture. Yeah, she's, a, she's, a, she's the embodiment of the parent estate that has captured most of Argentina. So Millet is, bur- he, 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 he becomes born by the Argentines that are basically fed up with the system. Right. They say nothing has worked. They've tried to elect other more business-friendly presidents, but they uh, over-promised and under-delivered. And Malay said, what we need is shock therapy. And, and you know, the, his biggest pre- prescription is two, really. One is dollarizing the country. We'll talk about that in a second. But the second is actually to get rid of the central bank. So most of the establishment elites, not just in Latin America, throughout the world, start to look at that like crazy talk. They're like, how can you get rid of a central bank? We need a central bank. The largest period of growth in Argentina was from 1870 to 1930. The central bank didn't even didn't get created until 1935. So he's like, why do we need a central bank? So it's an argument to have a central bank. But in a country like Argentina, where 40% of your population is working for the government... Where there's 105% inflation. 105% inflation, where everybody's playing rents and, 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 and you know, getting handouts, then you're basically just using the central bank as a welfare system. As right. a, as soon as there's print checks... You're printing money to buy people's to buy votes. People, yeah, and keep people poor. Right. So we're going to discuss many, many subjects, but let's squeeze in here. Does this guy have a shot? Okay, is he, is he going to be captured? Is he going to be watering stuff down? I'm hearing that he's already watering stuff down. Does he have a shot? Because the thing with populists, and I don't use that pejoratively, is they can come in on a wave of discontent, whether it's President Trump, whether it's Brexit, but then they have to produce. Can this guy produce, given what's arrayed against him? So we're going to see, but I'm optimistic, and I'll tell you why, Sebastian. I'm not sure for two reasons. First, something he did before he became president, and the second, something he did currently as president. Mm-hmm. The thing he did before he was president, right, he comes from a libertarian wing yes. inside Argentina. Right? He's not like oh, well, the traditional conservatives we know here in the United States. Right. But many libertarians criticized him in Argentina and Latin America because when he started to build his alliances, he looked at Bolsonaro in Brazil, he looked at President Trump in the United States, he looked at the Vox Party in Spain, who aren't libertarian, who are nationalist conservatives, and he said, you know what? Um, all his libertarian friends were telling him, don't align with them, they're too nationalist, they're too uh, statist, whatever pejorative they, they wanted to align to him. He said, you know what, are they against socialism? Well, then they're with me. Well, like, like his tweet, right? Yeah. Right? And, and so that to me showed a level of maturity that he understand a principal concept in these type of what I call political warfare, yes. which is unity of effort. Right. You can't do it by yourself. There's no way that Javier Malay by himself is going to be able to fix a country as strategic. He's going to have some allies who aren't necessarily libertarians, and, and, and but some conservatives. Allies that maybe aren't necessarily even uh, governments. He's, he's going to need some non-state networks. He's, mm-hmm. that, that's the key to this. Because, you know, what Christina Kirshner did, and the reason she was so powerful in Argentina, was she didn't just have other governments that backed her up. She had populist movements all around Latin America. That Which is up. the lesson of America in the last 40 years. The left built those networks. Yeah, conservatives yeah, from the ground up. From the ground up. The foundations, the media empires, everything so, else. Let me talk, just say, hang, hold on. Uh, hold that line. We'll continue. We'll talk to Joseph Humire, executive director of the Center for a Secure Free Society. Follow him at J.M. Humire, H-U-M-I-R-E, securefreesociety.com. Threats to our financial freedom and stability are growing. China, Russia, India, Brazil, and Saudi Arabia are conducting international trade in local currencies, not the U.S. dollar. Rising interest rates and bad loans are exposing the banking system and causing failures. The Biden administration sends hundreds of billions abroad while depleting our strategic oil reserves and ignoring crumbling infrastructure. However, the biggest financial threat may be coming from within. Central bank digital currency is real. Patents have been filed and the big banks have released plans for implementation. The vets at Midas Gold Group see tyrannical implications. The end of cash? 
the end of financial privacy, big government able to see your every purchase. Could there be ties to a social credit system? You can own private currency, gold and silver. Get free silver just for asking Midas Gold Group how you can use your retirement to own physical gold. Call Midas Gold Group today at 855-322-GOLD. That's 855-322-4653, MidasGoldGroup.com. Christmas is still with us. Yes, you understand. It's not just Christmas Day. It's not just yesterday with Boxing Day. It continues for 12 more days. Thank you to everyone. We hit our target 110% of our Prison Fellowship Angel Tree campaign. However, Chuck Colson's organization, the Prison Fellowship, functions all through the year, not just at Christmas time, helping those children who have lost a parent to the prison system with summer camps, with support networks. If you want to help these children, there's more than one and a half million of them if you meant to provide a donation for christmas and didn't get around to it or if you're just thankful for what happened at christmas in the last year please make a donation today uh, you can call it in it's tax deductible on 888-206-2794 more than two-thirds of these children will end up incarcerated themselves they are very vulnerable let's break that cycle the number is 888 888- 206-2794 or just go to my webpage sebgorka.com and click on the Angel Tree banner. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A sebgorka.com and the Angel Tree banner. You had one more point before I go on on Millet? Just really quick, the yeah. second point I think he's doing now that's going to make him successful is that he appointed in his national security. National security is not his strength. He's an economist. Mm-hmm. He understands the economy. But you know that they're going to bring him down through protests. They're going to bring yeah. other saboteurs, disinformation. He brought a national security team that's A-class. These are, the oh, same, really? these are the same people that we worked with during the Trump administration to designate Hezbollah as a terrorist organization, to go after all the drug traffickers and money launderers. Are they theoreticians or do they understand praxis? Both. They're, really? They're ideologically conservative, but they're also experienced. They have the professional. And you know in the national security enterprises, there's nothing that pays more than experience. You actually yeah, know right. how to do the work. And so these are the people that know the networks, have the well, relationships. That's great. So he was able to put his ego aside and not put just friends in these important positions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually put his political rivals that were part of the uh, what they called the pro-political party, which is the center-right political party, and he put them in key national security positions. So he's really oh. doing a unity of effort. Cabinet of rivals like Lincoln. Exactly, yeah. All right, um, I've got to ask you, first things first, I, I presume you agree with the person I quoted, right, that uh, Mexico and what happened south of the border is much more important than what happened you know, 10,000 miles away. Of course, it was this, you know, so here's... You worked a lot with SOCOM. So when I used to go down to Tampa... That's Special Operations Special Command. Special Operations Command down at, at McDill Air Force Base in, T- in Tampa. When I used to go down there, our friends at SOCOM used to always tell me, Joseph, we know there's headaches in Latin America, but we got migraines in the Middle East. Like, there's bombs and people dying every day in the Middle East. And I would remind them that a headache turns into a migraine if you leave it unattended. Bingo. And now what's happening today, what's happening at the U.S. southern border, that's, that's beyond a migrant. Yeah. You know, that's an systemic stroke. That, right. What's happening there is killing this country. Effects that we're not going to even feel in the next two, three years. We're going to feel these effects in 15 and 20 years because it's going to change the demographic composition of the country. All right, let's stop there. Let's talk about this. We're, we're playing on, on the, uh, the feed, on the video feed on Rumble and on the Salem News channel. That just this shocking. I mean, this is when you realize that this isn't just politics. This is the most cynical thing I've seen in 15 years of, of living in, and working in D.C., just the hordes, 12,000 illegals in one day, not from Mexico or El Salvador or Nicaragua, but from all over the planet, from Africa, from China, not refugees, economic migrants. Um, okay, let me ask the first question that I've heard from good friends of mine. 
This isn't organic, is it? No, Can you explain why this is not organic? This isn't just people who want a better job. Well, that's, let me see. I'll give you a conceptual explanation, yeah. and I'll give you a firsthand, because I've investigated this on yeah. the ground in Central America. So conceptually, the term weaponized migration isn't new. In fact, since 1951, since the UN Refugee Convention, and there's academics that have already studied this, and there's academic literature on this. Since 1951, since asylum became a legal thing, this has been used at least 81 times in the world by weaker states against stronger states. They don't have the ability to coerce through sanctions, through military maneuvering. It's a, it's a weapon. It's a, we- it's a weapon of coercion initially. But I argue that it's evolved from being a weapon of coercion for concessions, right? For eliminating sanctions, for just sometimes it's just to get foreign aid. Sometimes it's just to get lower the the import rates. Yeah, just a concession from the larger state. Right. But more more migrants will be coming your way unless you give us favorable trade deals. Correct. Correct. So that's that's the basic level of coercion used 81 times. Right. In the case of Latin America, we look at the Mario Boatlift in Cuba. That that is a, a historic example. But what I argue what we're seeing today, and I think there was an inflection point in 2021 on this, where it becomes from coerced engineered migration to strategic engineered migration, because it no longer just becomes a weapon of coercion, but a strategic weapon to be able to destroy national sovereignty. Let me explain. I think the inflection point of this was Lukashenko in 2021. Okay, explain who Lukashenko is and how he used his citizens. So Lukashenko is the dictator of Belarus, right? That's not, not, this isn't partisan. He's been in power for decades. He is Putin's man running Belarusia. Yeah, and he had a fraudulent election in 2020, wasn't recognized by the European Union. He got upset about it. And basically in 2021, I think it was around May or June, he basically said, I'm going to flood the EU with migrants. Months later, he activated that, and he had the support of his allies. He had Putin create the disinformation channels. He had Iran create the airlines. He had Turkey create the travel agencies. And basically, they flooded in a span of two months up to 30,000 migrants into Poland, then Latvia and Lithuania. Can you just repeat that sentence? Because this is, this is the really important stuff that you will not read anywhere else. Who, did he le- who supported Lukashenko flooding his citizens as migrants into the European Union from Belarus? Br- Br- what was that axis? So first it was Vladimir Putin creating all the disinformation. His networks. real boss. His real boss, creating the media network to create the fake news and the narrative. Iran creating a state-owned airline that's going to be moving and shuttling these narratives. And Erdogan from Turkey, who these guys don't always get along on everything. No, but they want to weaken Europe. But they want to weaken Europe. They want to weaken the West, who created the travel agencies to move (laughs) mostly Kurds from Iraq and Syria into uh, the border of Poland and Belarus. So he's pushing people from a war zone from Iraq across Eastern Europe into the European Europe with the aid of Iran, Turkey, and the Kremlin. Yeah, correct. That's stunning. No, and so what happened here, but this is the thing. So then you ask yourself from the coercion angle, like what did he get out of it? Did he get sanctions lifted? Did he get more legitimacy? Did he get foreign aid? He got none of the above. So the question is like, what was the juice worth the squeeze? And what I argue was what happened months later? Putin invaded Ukraine. So he prepped the battlefield for a potential conflict that now is going to be continually repeatedly used. What's happening on U.S. southern border isn't coercion. It's it's prepping the battlefield. With the long-term goal of what? destroying the national sovereignty of the United States. I'm going to give you one thing. I, I just pulled this up specifically for right now. Yeah. Because on March of 2023, Nikolai Petrushev, right, really Putin's right-hand man for national security affairs, he travels to Latin America, visits Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua. Uh, the day he traveled, which was, I think, on the beginning of March, he puts out a tweet. All the Russian embassies in Latin America put out this one tweet. And I'm going to read it. It's in Spanish, but I'm going to read it in English. It says, without a doubt, sooner or later, the southern neighbors of the United States will recover lost territories that were stolen from them. 
This is Nicholas Pachushev from the United States. I don't know if you can see this on camera. And he drew this map, which is a new map of the U.S. southern border. That's me. So this, this is what the Russian right-hand man is saying is the new map of America or, or the rump America. The gray will be the le- what's left, and the rest will be taken back by Mexico. Yeah. And they're working together to affect that. Yeah, yeah. Right? This, is, this is why we do the long-form interviews, to get to the level of detail you will not hear anywhere else. Please uh, follow this man's organization on social media at Secure Free Sock and securefreesociety.org. You can follow Joseph directly at J.M. Humire. That's H-U-M-I-R-E. Don't forget to give us a follow so you never miss the breaking news and all we have to share. Just look for Seb Gorka or Sebastian Gorka on all the platforms that matter. Truth Social, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Getter, uh, Telegram. You can watch us on the Salem News Channel app on your Roku or your Fire Stick device. And don't forget my Substack. New articles dropping every other day. Just go to sebastiangorka.substack.com. That's my whole name. There's one word. SebastianGorka.substack.com. Greetings, I'm Dr. Sebastian Gorka, and I'm excited to share with you a groundbreaking opportunity in the artificial intelligence industry that stands resilient amidst the Sam Altman upheavals. Enter Versus AI and its pioneering genius platform. The AI sector has been largely dominated by large language models like those at OpenAI. Versus AI is charting a new course. The genius platform isn't just riding the AI wave, it's reshaping it, drawing inspiration from the intricate biological processes of nature. Don't miss this potential breakout company. Be part of the AI revolution. Versus AI, with its commitment to innovative solutions, is poised to remain a leader in the dynamic world of artificial intelligence. As AI becomes increasingly central to our future, the potential of Genius's platform to enhance your investment portfolio is immense. We invite you to be part of this exciting journey. Discover the power of Genius at emcversus.com. Versus is publicly traded with the symbol VRSSF. That's VRSSF. The following is a paid advertisement sponsored by Versus AI. Salem is not an investment advisor, and this is not a solicitation or recommendation by Salem to buy or sell any securities. Salem and Dr. Gorka are being paid $85,000 to carry this ad on its radio and podcast network. Salem does not endorse any investment product, and you should check with your personal financial advisor before investing. If you enjoy what we provide for you here on America First as much as we love providing it to you, please support those who make it possible. Great, great show sponsors like Mike Lindell, a friend of the president. The left hates him. They want to cancel him. Let's give him a, let's give him a little assist here. Go to MyPillow.com. Use my name for up to 66% off. He's got a line of more than 200 items. It's not just the MyPillow that he sold 81 million of. It's all kinds of things. It's pajamas, towel sets, uh, mattress toppers, travel pillows, my dogs. Uh, Leia, Killian, and now Titus love their MyPillow pet beds. Get yours today, MyPillow.com, or call them up. Talk to a human being. How nice is that? 800-829-8468. Don't buy that Chinese garbage on Amazon. You're only helping our enemies. 800-829-8468, MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A for maximum discounts. And, well, you're supporting an American company, making America goods here in the United States. Let's broaden the aperture. I could talk about this stuff for hours because I learned so much, but let's broaden the aperture. I've been educated by um, my wife's former colleague at uh, Heritage, uh, Mike Gonzalez, and you're an expert on this as well, that this isn't this Latin American, Hispanic, Marxist, 
you know, um, alliance that is leveraging Iran, leveraging uh, the Kremlin. This isn't just in our hemisphere. This is being pushed from other Latin, Spanish-speaking parts of the world, including Spain. So can you, without, you know, going into crazy land, can you talk to us about what we know is an international Marxist revival of Latin Hispanic actors? Well, I think we could start looking at Spain because yeah. what they did in Spain was they, and it was really mainly the Russians, but it's with the Iranians, with the Chinese. They all kind of work in this network. And that's the key. Today, in today's national security environment, we're talking about networks. networks. They're all horizontal networks. They don't have leadership per se, but they control territory. They control domains, including the information domain. So in the case of Spain, it was Russia that was really taking the lead on this. And what they did is they empowered a separatist movement in Catalonia to basically create... So on the border with France. On the border with France, to create a narrative that's a centuries-old narrative that used to be, back in the day, uh, an independent territory, much like much, many parts of the world have changed in hundreds and uh, hundreds of years. So they basically empowered them with tools of disinformation, agitation, propaganda, all the weapons of warfare that are non-kinetic, that most militaries don't see. Political warfare, Political financial warfare. warfare. And, and the highest level of warfare, which is information Information, warfare. right. And so they pa- empower them to create a narrative that, through time, has basically delegitimized the Republic of Spain. And now people are thinking about creating new constitutions, creating new laws, creating new abilities so that this zone can be autonomous. That same effort is global. They're doing it all around the world. So in the case of the United States, if you go to southwestern United States, California, Arizona, and Texas, and you go to some of these education systems, and I think Mike Gonzalez really is the expert on this, and you look into some of the curriculums, it, it ties into critical race theory, but it's even more specific. It has to do with la raza. It has to do with the basically race. understanding that these aren't the United States sovereign territories, that these are territories, as Patricia was alluding stolen. to, stolen from them, and then at one day, we're going to awaken to bring it all back. Now, we look at that and we say, well, that's not that serious. No one really believes that mumbo-jumbo. Okay, <laughs> true. Like, I think most educated people understand the history of Western civilization in the United States, except for those that have went through that education system. Yes. Because they're indoctrinated right. to now believe basically a, a revisionist history that they don't even know where it comes from. Yeah. They think that it's coming from some indigenous group. No, it's coming from Russia. It's coming it's from It's astroturfed. It's astroturfed, exactly. Right. So, so again, let me ask you, what is the strategic intent? It is, a, is it a general uh, diminution, dilution of the national sovereignty of Spain or France or America? Or is there some broader p- plan? Do they want Mexico to take over? What, because Mexico is an insurgent state. So you control the international trade system by controlling trade routes that are defined by national territories and sovereignty. Right. This is the post-Westphalian system that leads even to the, the international system after World War II. If you can change those boundaries, you change the world. And so Russia, China, Iran have figured that out. And they've gone to every part, mostly in the global south, Africa, Latin America, South Asia, Middle East. And they said, you know what? We can recarve this by creating separatist movements, by creating disinformation. To our benefit. To their benefit. To create other ports, to create other trade, to create other shipping lanes. New new deals that favor the people who've been doing the astroturfing. And new systems that favor kleptocracy, that basically bring... Don't go against all of free market capitalism, but collude and corrupt it by putting illicit economies that overpower formal economies. What happens in Mexico, right? Cartels. Yeah. Big bunny drugs. I I cannot tell you. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to sound a little bit hyperbolic here, but I'm going to do it. What you just heard is perhaps one of the most important things you will hear on radio this year, next year, and in the last decade. 
I used to teach my officers in, in the U.S. military, these actors, like Russia, like Iran, are anti-status quo actors. They destabilize the status quo through their own networks to their own benefit. That's really what we're witnessing, and Joseph has the receipts. Uh, I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First, coming to you from the ReliefFactor.com studios. Relief Factor. It's real. It works. That's why more than a million Americans are taking it right now, me included. Yes, you heard that. I had a lower back pain issue that plagued me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor. Two weeks later, I was pain-free, and I am still pain-free. It'll be five years on January the 1st. That should be you. If you've tried everything else and failed to find relief, order the three quick starter pack right now for just nineteen ninety five at relieffactor.com. You have to ask yourself one question. What do you have to lose? If the only answer to that question is the pain, I think we know what you have to do. Write this number down. one eight hundred the number for relief, or just go to relieffactor.com. That's one eight hundred four seven three five four three three relieffactor.com. Relief Factor. Are you tired of not getting a good night's sleep? Well, my friend, Mike Lindell has created the perfect solution. He didn't just stomp out the pillow. He also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. Made from the world's best cotton called Giza, these sheets are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. And now, for a limited time, you can get 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets with prices starting as low as $29.98 in a variety of sizes and colors and have a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio square and use promo code G-O-R-K-A at checkout. You can also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper and the MyPillow towel sets. Don't wait any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Call 800-829-8468 or go to MyPillow.com now and use promo code Gorka. That's 800-829-8468 or MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A. Were you shocked when you got on the bathroom scales after Christmas? I, I behaved myself. You know, if you miss a few meals, if you stick to, you know, the, the advice you've been given by real experts and nutritionists, you can, you can weather, weather the feasts. Uh, if you need to lose a few pounds, do what I did. Dr. Ashley Lucas and her amazing team at my PhD weight loss helped me lose 42 pounds in a matter of months. I'm on the maintenance phase right now, and I feel amazing. I'm down to size 36 in my jeans. I didn't, haven't worn 36 pounds since I was in my 20s. If you could lose a few pounds, give them a call today. 864-644-1900. No stupid pills to pop, no calorie counting, no starvation diet. Just a system, five meals a day that helps you burn the fat. Just the before and after pictures on the website are everything you need to know. MyPhDWeightLoss.com. If I can do it with my sweet tooth, anyone can. That's 864-644-1900. MyPhDWeightLoss.com. Okay, we are back with our buddy, Joseph Humire. He is the author of a book, Iran's Strategic Penetration of Latin America. Uh, Ilan Berman, our good buddy, uh, edited by Joseph and our buddy Ilan Berman. Uh, he can find his works at securefreesociety.org. Um, I want to make it very uh, tangible with regards to the next 11 months ahead of us. You have a piece that's about to uh, be published in a peer-reviewed uh, journal called The Foreign Policy Foundations of Trumpism. Will you explain how what we did in the White House, what President Trump did 
change the landscape and then compare it to the last three years in your terms of expertise of illicit networks? Yeah, I think, I think uh, first of all, the, the point of that article, and I think uh, a lot of the misnomer of President Trump in Latin America came from this idea that he was racist or xenophobic or against Latins in general because he wanted a wall. But it was a mischaracterization of the wall, right? The wall wasn't the Berlin Wall. It wasn't dividing a country. Yeah. It was meant to respect exactly what we've been talking about, violations of national sovereignty. Yeah. Every country in Latin America is facing that. The largest mass migration in the world comes from Venezuela. 7.9 million Venezuelans have left that country since 2014. President Trump understood that sovereignty matters. But that message wasn't translated into Spanish so that most of Latin Americans can understand it. If it was they would agree with him because they're all fighting for that specific do they do these people and you know you've been there you travel you know the region do they think he's a racist do they believe the mainstream media narrative from america until they actually see what he's actually done right when they just see the top line or they just see the the, the headline of that scrolls across their screen or the phone they they believe it because you know he's blonde he's white he looks just like someone <laughs> they would think would be a, a racist it's very superficial but then you explain it and it, it honestly doesn't take me that long if i explain it in less than two minutes explain the purpose what i just said they're like you know yeah that makes sense and we're having problems right now with our border we're having problems with illegal migration and so they start to understand the the real essence of what he's trying to do uh for the united states but also uh, throughout the world and i think the other part was he really uh, i think Tr president trump had his finger on the pulse in terms of who our enemies are and he identified an enemy that no previous administration had ever really seriously done which was venezuela yeah he, had, he was the first president. Well, why should we care about Venezuela? Ex because explain. Venezuela is the embodiment of all of America's enemies throughout the world. When you talk about China and Latin America, they are the country that is the largest debtor to China in the world and obviously largest in Latin America. When you talk about Russia, they have both bought the most armament uh, in Latin America from any other country from the Russian Federation. When you talk about Iran, uh, Iran's now sending uh, drones and precision gun munitions to Venezuela. So they became a platform to basically attack the United States. But, and so we were talking about the border a second ago. You know, you know what, everybody, what border everybody needs to be looking at? Look at the Colombia-Venezuela border. Mm -hmm. That's a border that's being literally erased in modern time. And, and I call this a sovereign uh, border disintegration process. It starts with mass migration. It then turns into humanitarian crisis. It then turns into uh, a war of illicit actors over control of territory. And once illicit enterprise surpasses free enterprise in terms of incentives, it changes the whole landscape of who governs that border. And then what you have is you have uh, the great power competitors coming in. Last time I was, I went to that border four times in the last two years. And last time I was at that border, what I saw were Russian radar systems, the PAT mobile radar systems, uh, Iranian uh, Mahar-6 drones. Uh, at the Colombian-Venezuelan border. Chinese satellite tracking station run by uh, a PLA offshoot called NC, NC, NLTC. The People's Liberation Army of China. Yeah, exactly. So what you saw there was you saw great power competition eroding a border so that they could redraw this new map of what used to be hundreds of years ago called the Greater Colombia. The Greater Colombia was five countries. It was Venezuela, Colombia, Panama, Ecuador, and Guyana. So now they're trying to do that, recreate that entire... But not for Colombians, but for the Kremlin, for Beijing, exactly. for Tehran, right? And, and, and so that the United States no longer controls the trade system. Yeah. So that the United States no longer has access to the ports. So that the United States no longer has access to the telecommunications. Can you typify, can you give a taxonomy of the leaders of, our, of the hemisphere? Are they all bought and paid for, corrupt... Uh, members of illicit networks or the people fighting them? So we have this emergence of criminalized states in Latin America to where the heads of states and the governments that they run are becoming organs within transnational organized crime. So they're not like corrupt where they just take a kickback. No, they're, they're part of it. They're part of the supply chain.
basically, right. of narcotics. So the, the, way, the way that fentanyl comes to America, killing 110,000 people a year, is the Chinese precursors get shipped to the hemisphere, the drugs get made in Mexico. This, this, these aren't random no. connections. These are uh, illicit business arrangements between the president of Mexico and the president of China, who basically say, you know what, you know, if we could bring the gringos down, uh, more better to it and make some money along the way. And so the, body, the, the head of that snake is Venezuela. Venezuela is the one that basically thought that how are we going to weaponize drug trafficking? How are we going to weaponize migration? We don't have the numbers on the U.S. southern border until the Venezuelan migration taxes onto the Central American migration and the Haitian migration that, then, that happens in 2021. And so what I say, Venezuela is probably the number one national security threat emanating from our southern hemisphere. And the conflict to watch for 2024 is Guyana. Watch for Guyana because it's a small country yeah. that was you know, once a British colony gained independence in the 1960s and has a 100-year-old, I think 200-year-old, border dispute with Venezuela that Maduro's getting ready to invade. And what happens if he invades Guyana? What happens then? That's the thing, right? So ordinarily, if we had leadership in the world, he wouldn't do it. Nothing would happen. Right. We'd sink his battleship and the, the conflict would be over. He has no real military power. But in this environment, with President Biden in the White House, with the international community distracted, I call it the ace in the sleeve on the international community and the checkmate against the opposition. Checkmate against the opposition because 9 out of 10, if not to say 10 out of 10 Venezuelans, agree with Maduro. They actually believe that this is their territory, just like those uh, Mexican-Americans. Right believe now, Texas is theirs. Exactly. Right. Um, and ace in the sleeve on the international community because there is no leadership and no one will do anything about it. This is, it's very simple. The ace up the sleeve is the fact that there is no American leadership in the White House uh, and the people who run our country hate this country. It's very simple. So that's when bad guys get busy. We're talking to Joseph Humire. I am learning so much. I feel like I'm back in grad school. Executive Director of the Center for Secure Free Society. We're coming to you from just outside the insalubrious, fetid, rank, malodorous, noisome swamp that is Washington, D.C. from the ReliefFactor.com studios. More than a million Americans are taking this product every single day. I'm one of them. But it's not just me. It's people like... Debron from Massachusetts. Just listen to Debron's story. I just started taking Relief Factor four days ago. My hip pain is gone. I had a horrible time sleeping because of the pain. I absolutely love how I am feeling. Thank you, Relief Factor. I think that should be your story. It could be your story, but there's only one way to find out. It's super easy. Order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do, and I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you. Like it works for me, Deborah, and over a million of your fellow Americans. You've waited long enough. You deserve to know. Call right now, 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF, or just go to relieffactor.com. That's 1-800-473-5433, relieffactor.com. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply.
Tough question. I've got to put you on the hot seat right now. If God willing, we do our part. If President Trump comes back into the White House, how much of what you have just analyzed for us can be reversed with strong American leadership? All of it. Really? All of it. So we can make a dent in four years? So, so Latin America is where they're going to attack us. It's also where they're weakest. Because they're strongest where they live, right? Iran's strongest in the Middle East, Russia's strongest. Right. These aren't nuclear nations with strong armies. No, and this is far away. And, and this is, these are regions that they don't understand. These are regions that they're getting better, but they're not. They're, like if we look at baseball now. Who, who doesn't understand? The bad guys. China, Russia, and Iran. Okay, yeah. yeah. And this, we use the baseball analogy. I'd say they're at the fifth inning, maybe, uh, 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 of the end game. And so all we need to do is reassert American leadership into right. Latin America. Because, because they behaved yeah. when President Trump. And, I mean, and, even and, on immigration stuff, they behaved. And I'll tell you a key, Sebastian. Why do they migrate? People think it's because of economic opportunity. Sure, there's some of that. The real reason they migrate is because they want law and order. Because they don't get a fair shake in their country. They try to open a business. They try to bribe them. They try to create some type of uh, entrepreneurial activity, and they extort them. And they say they have this uh, dream that in the United States that's not going to happen to me. So that's why they come here. But if you erode the law and order of the United States, then it all becomes a mirage. And that's the, if you have to defund the police and Soros prosecutors, they're going from one hellhole to a burgeoning hellhole. Exactly, exactly. And that's the narrative that these, these adversaries of the United States are trying to create. So I think the United States coming back to Latin America, enforcing a renewed Monroe Doctrine, is really the key to making this work. And I'll just give you one little key. We have to simplify Latin America. The State Department has done all these things, basically complicating it. They, they have a region, a sub-region. They fragmented. They yeah, call all it the bureaus, the Northern Triangle, the Southern. These aren't real regions, no. right? The Northern Triangle came from an epithet from trade from El Salvador. It's not a real construct. There's only North, which is north of the equator, North Atlantic, North Pacific, and South, which is south of the equator, South Atlantic, South Pacific. If we look at us ourselves as a North-South relationship, we break the South-South world that China is trying to create. I think we've just found the guy who will be head of that in the Trump administration if we get him reelected. I'm so impressed. And I, I really thank uh, Alex Schaffwin for bringing us together with Joseph and for Joseph educating me and all of our listeners. Uh, you've got a grand strategy for the Western Hemisphere coming out soon. He's got his uh, peer-reviewed journal article. I'll be pushing all of those when they're ready. But in the meantime, make sure you are following our friend Joseph at J.M. Humire on Twitter. That's J-M-H-U. M-I-R-E. The website is securefreedomsociety.org and their social media account is at securefreesoc, S-O-C. If you want President Trump back in the White House, if you understand the threat in the Middle East and how it's really a Judeo-Christian conflict, you've made it one of the hottest items on the website. It's a map of Israel with the genocidal chant of the lunatics reversed. It says, from the river to the sea, Israel will be forever free. Get that and so much more. All your America First gear, hats, T-shirts, mugs, you name it, my books from Defeating Jihad to Why We Fight and The War for America's Soul, all available at the website sebgorkastore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A-Store.com. And if you want to support the president, go directly to his website. That's DonaldJTrump.com, DonaldJTrump.com. You've been listening to America First One-on-One with me, Sebastian Gorka, former deputy assistant and strategist to the 45th, and God willing, if we do our part, the 47th president of the United States. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep your head in a swivel, Watch your six, hold the line, never give up, never give in, and stay frosty. Our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I know 
not what course others may take. But as for me, give me liberty or give me death. The world will little note or long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. I have a dream Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I can hear you. The rest of the world hears you. And the people... Is America first with Sebastian Gorka? We got a call on Thanksgiving Day, and imagine it's gotten a lot worse in December as your numbers just showed. From Border Patrol on Thanksgiving Day, saying they were outnumbered 200 to one. I guarantee you that's probably closer now to 300 to 400 to one. Can you imagine being one Border Patrol agent with all these military age men? You're seeing women here, but in Arizona, what we're typically seeing are military age men coming from places like Senegal, Chad, Mauritania, uh, Egypt. Uzbekistan. You're seeing them from all over the place. And so absolutely, I think our guys are concerned about their uh, health and safety, as are mine. How are we supposed to stop this many people? You need an actual military to stop this amount of people. And this is an invasion, Jackie. That's Mm. exactly what this is. This is an invasion. That's exactly what this is. That's a man who should know, Pinal County, Arizona's Sheriff Mark Lamb. He'll be joining us later today, and we're going to be devoting the threat of a borderless America, our loss of national sovereignty for the last three years, eight million illegals that we know of. You can very safely double that number to 16 million if you add the getaways who have come in this country. I mean, that's there are very few wars where you have millions of people deployed, very few. I mean, you have to go back to Gulf War. You have to go back to World War II to have millions of people deployed. But that's what happened under the Biden administration. Why is anybody surprised? We were told by Biden's boss, remember who he was, Barack Obama, that we must fundamentally transform America. Now, if you just stop for a moment and you think, what did he mean? What do the Democrats mean? Fundamentally transform? In what way fundamentally transform? Well, let's look at the history of that man and how he's shaped politics in the last 15 years in America. We've seen what? The elite who despise the founding principles of America, who see it as the problem, the patriarchy, the neo-colonialists, as the problem. America must be punished. At the same time that America, or America as was, must be punished, they have to stay in power. Now, how do you do that? How do you stay in power 
if people are free to choose their political elite, well, that can't be allowed. You can't allow freedom of choice because that is a threat to the monopoly of power of the establishment elite. Especially if the establishment elite, with its left-wing anti-family values, simply don't have babies. That's not a political talking point. It is an empirical fact. Conservatives have more babies than liberals do. As a result, they don't create new voters. They are far below the 2.1 children per couple replacement rate that is required. So you sit and look at those figures. As a member of the political elite that followed Noam Chomsky, that believes in Saul Alinsky, that idolizes the likes of Howard Zinn and thinks that Michael Moore is a great man, and you say, how do we stay in power? What is, what is our modus? What is the means by which we maintain power and so are able to remold the nation? If we don't procreate, then we have to get voters from somewhere else. The director, the secretary of Homeland Security gave it away just before Christmas in an interview. He said we have to fix immigration to provide a legal pathway to the millions who are quote-unquote undocumented. Now, for what, 35, 40 years, they've been using the same figure. Oh, there's about 12 or 14 million illegals. Well, add 16 million to that. And you're where? You're at 30 million. Uh, that's probably a low number because it's been at 12 million for decades. There's no way it was static as the border was open under Democrats and Republican administrations until we came into the White House. So let's say at a conservative 50, 60 million illegals. What does legalizing their pathway mean? Alejandro Mayorkas. I think you know what it means, don't you? Because you're smart, because you listen to this show. It means amnesty. It means that tens of millions of people will be granted American citizenship by fiat, just with the signing of an executive order. And the contention is, of those who signed that order and who facilitated this invasion is that these people will be forever grateful. And because they have brown skin or black skin, and this is really how racist the Democrats are, they're going to vote for us. Because, well, we're the Democrats. Remember what Biden said in that interview with that cretinous podcaster who doesn't know even how to spell his own name, Charlemagne the God? He said, Biden said... If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. That is the deep, deep genetic bigotry of the Democrat Party. The party that not only created the KKK, not only was responsible for every Jim Crow law of the South and wished to maintain segregation, but also the party, here's a little factoid, 
some of you may, may have missed after the Colorado Supreme Court decision. The Democrats are the party who in 1866 did what? Look it up if you don't believe me. In 1866, the Democrats tried to remove one Abraham Lincoln from the voter ballots. <laughs> they didn't want that man to become the first Republican president because they wanted to keep their slaves. And what happened as a result? We had a civil war. Is that what these people want? God forbid. It was the greatest loss of life our country has ever seen. 600,000 Americans killed by their fellow brothers, cousins, and uncles. But at this point, it's hard to know whether or not that is the strategic objective. Because when you're desperate to cling on to power, truly desperate, is there any option you won't brook? Is there any scenario that you will say is beyond contemplation? These people have a history of political assassination. From the anarchists of the turn of the century to Chonglos, to Sirhan Sirhan, to JFK, to Squeaky Fromm, right on down to James Hodgkinson and the attempted assassination of Justice Kavanaugh by one Nicholas Ruska, proud Democrat. These are the times we live in, and it's time for us to take back our nation. If you are not politically engaged, you're helping them destroy America. Oh, by the way, this show is America First, and I'm Sebastian Gorka. We have an amazing three hours for you. Don't go anywhere. If you enjoy the deep dive with real experts, make sure you are. Subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you prefer. Leave us a five-star review. Share the links with your friends. And if you want peace and prosperity and you want President Trump back in the White House, it's up to us, God willing. Please support him. Put the yard sign with his booking photograph from Atlanta with the phrase Trump 2024. And the Trump I Stand with 45 flag on your house, SebGorkaStore.com. We'll be back in a moment. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.